Okay. Oh, I can hear my little mouth squelches already. <laughs> I hate it. I feel like the mic is literally inside my mouth. <laughs> I hate it. How do I make it still? Oh god. Um <laughs> Why is my mouth so like just squelchy? if water makes it any better um okay this is episode eight of my personal podcasting for my personal selfing um it's thursday the 1st of april 2021 10:30 p.m the reason i'm saying this like it's some army diary or something is because I'm doing these podcasts primarily as kind of like a verbal diary um, where basically I've been going through depression, severe depression for at least the last three and a half years. Um, yeah and it's been really really bad in the last year and a half and um in the past few months i have um been at these times where i'm just in loads of pain um emotionally and i just feel completely like blocked and stuck and heavy and just like where are you God and um, in those times I've just been crying out to God like all the other times because it's like <laughs> I need you what else can I do um, I can't save myself like I'm just in pain please help me and <laughs> that really is the beauty of the pain for me that it causes me to seek him and call him and draw near to him when without it I know who I was before <laughs> and um, while every time I saw a glimpse of him I wanted him more I guess before I ever knew him, I just didn't know him in it, so we didn't spend any time together, I wasn't seeking him and whatever, and as he's been breaking more and more into my life and taking over it, um, I'm just coming deeper and deeper into submission to him, where more and more of my life is given over to him, and um, that's what I want obviously so if pain has been part of the process then I'm grateful for it but at the same time it's been hell and I know that none of it was caused by him um, and I know that none of it was what he wanted for me but he loved me in it nevertheless and he 
use it all for my good. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, but what what I was saying is that in the last few months, when I've been crying out to him and stuff, after a while, I felt this like stirring inside me, just saying like, you need to express yourself. Like you just need to express yourself. And I've been so 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 isolated. Like I've been in social isolation and um, whatever the other corona words are since a year before corona. Um, so, and it was never because that's what I wanted. Like I didn't want, I wanted some time alone, <laughs> but not that much time alone. Obviously I wanted friendships and I wanted relationships and stuff, but there was just no one who was able to meet me, love me, want me in the state that I was in because I was in a lot of pain because God was dealing with some really difficult things in me and just like old pain and trauma and grief and there was so much that I was having to let go of and so much that I was having to process in order to get me to the point of being able to let go of it because there was so much in my life that I thought was good and that I loved with all my heart but it wasn't good and I had to let go but in order for me to let go God had to show me why it wasn't good and how it wasn't good and how it was so desperately hurting me so that my heart would change position because I didn't realise I was against him because I was placing everyone else in a position of higher value and importance in my life than myself so I was just looking at all of their good qualities and everything that was good about them and lovely about them and lovable about them and how worthy they are of being loved and he just had to rearrange things for me so that I would see like that I'm being hurt and it's not okay and it matters to him. I matter to him. And so he was having to show me just how hurt I'd been so that I could start to actually receive his compassion for me which is experienced in me having compassion for myself in him and actually valuing myself and honouring myself where I haven't experienced that before. And But the process of that was really, really, really hard and really painful because obviously I loved everyone I had to let go of. I loved them so, so, so much. And I'd committed myself to them and given myself to them and loved them with everything inside of me. So none of that was easy and then seeing having to see in them things I hadn't wanted to see or never wanted to acknowledge and had no idea was even there having to then see it and see that they weren't what I thought they were and that I had thought that they were just like me but they weren't anything like me and for God to show me that and not having anyone around me who understood or who was able to just have the patience and the kindness and the gentleness to sit with me and listen to me and believe me rather than accusing me of being judgmental or pushing people away or whatever it was it was just like I'm just in so much pain and so but because of that it was like God had to become my only friend and I don't think that he wants me (laughs) to have him as my only friend (laughs) and I know that he's He puts the lonely in families, so I know that he doesn't want me to not have a family. He wants me to have family, real family, 
real friendships based on real love and real truth which is only the bond of unity in the spirit there is no unity outside of him outside of complete total radical submission to him so I know that that's what he's got prepared for me and I know that's where I'm headed but the process has been a wilderness and it's been a desert and it's been dry barren lonely painful 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 um anyways so about the isolation I haven't had anyone I can talk to basically I've not had anyone that I can speak freely openly honestly with and just be myself with no one who's actually wanted to just hear that or been in a place where they can um where even people with like good intentions who want to be able to like love me and be there for me just have not been in a place to or I just I just haven't trusted to so anyway he said I need to express myself and I feel like I've just been silenced and muzzled for so long and I've got to a point where I've been depressed for so long and now I can see that I can see the causes of it I can see the things that have happened have caused me to shut down where I've not felt safe enough or brave enough to speak up for myself where I've been so traumatized that I've been like I literally can't stand up for myself I literally can't do anything but just defend and be on the side of and be for whoever it is that's talking to me even if what they're doing is abusive um and so I've just kept my mouth shut because I've been so afraid of the consequences of what would happen if I would speak up Um, that I've just felt completely unable to and so I've been completely silenced and that's what caused the depression it's like there was the trauma there was the painful things that God was unveiling but then the depression came because I was not seen in it and there was no one who was just there for me who I could just be safe to be myself with and I know that the depression was just like a mixture of like the pain the trauma and the shame and the fear and the learned helplessness and whatever else where I know that just that if I'd have if I'd have if I'd had been loved truly loved by people who weren't just telling me that they loved me but actually were walking in the spirit and actually were loving me in truth not being liars and hypocrites even though they may have had good intentions Um, I wouldn't have had to go through so much depression and so much um, just all of it like wanting to die desperately and feeling so completely unsafe to my core (sighs) but it's been what it is and now I feel like through this process of me just receiving Jesus in it and just having Jesus be with me in it when even when it felt like I was completely alone 
his presence met me in the pain and he's come to show me his faithfulness and his goodness and his kindness and his love for me and he's infused me with that enough for me to reach this point where I'm like I love myself and I care about myself and I value myself enough because I know that he does and I don't want to dishonor him and I don't want to disrespect him and I don't want to stand against him so I love myself enough to say I am not going to keep silent for someone else's comfort I'm going to speak not for someone else's not for someone else's pleasure but for my own freedom because if it's in expressing myself that freedom is released in me then I need that freedom and I'm taking that freedom I'm taking that freedom um so anyways that was all to say this is why (laughs) I'm doing the podcast and it's why I am saying at the beginning of the podcast this is episode seven eight and it's 1 p.m it's never 1 p.m but And um, also, just in case this one does end up going live, or public, or whatever, um, I'm saying it's episode 8, because it's episode 8 of my personal podcasting, Um, but the last one was episode 7, and that was the first one I made live, which was amazing, and it felt so good, (laughs) and I felt so, everything about it was so easy and it felt so right and it was so good and I was so grateful for it and God has honoured me so (laughs) crazily, so beautifully just by like moving and using it and just like letting people tangibly feel his presence when they listen to it and just affirming and confirming for me that that he's with me and he's in this. and he wants this and he's celebrating me and he's enjoying me and he's encouraging me and that's been the most incredible experience so I've actually had a super amazing week full of breakthroughs with launching my blog sharing a bunch of posts sharing my first podcast and making my um my Oh, I made an Instagram for my clothing line (laughs) as well, which was a big move because before I was just like, I can't do anything. (laughs) I was legit like, I can't do anything, Lord. Um, Because I just had no strength and I was just, I just felt bound in every way, but I was just like, God, I'm willing in it, but I'm not going to do it by my own strength. I refuse to do it by my own strength. I will not do it by my own strength but I will do it by your spirit (laughs) um and he's so faithful man walking by faith walking by faith that he is so faithful (laughs) um and that he's gonna do exactly what he said he's gonna do and he's gonna do exactly what I ask him to do because that's a promise when I'm abiding in him that he will do whatever I ask, he will do it. So I don't have to force it and I don't have to try and I don't have to strive. I can just say, God, I'm willing. God, I want this, but I don't want to do this myself. (laughs) And he does it every time. 
So God, I just want to say I'm so grateful for what you did with the last podcast. I'm so, so grateful. I'm so honoured. I'm so touched by how you used it, for how you showed me how much you honour me through it. I'm so grateful you are the kindest person, friend, dad, everything. You are just the kindest and I'm so, 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 so grateful. Um, knowing you is worth everything but I have felt like nervous coming to this second podcast or potentially second public podcast because it feels like the first one I wasn't I didn't know what it was going to become I didn't know that it was going to go live and so that gave me the freedom to just be myself even though while I was doing it I was like yo this feels so lit (laughs) but I just wasn't really thinking about it but it's like now that I've shared it and I've realized people actually are going to listen to this I'm like oh I feel this like weight and especially because the power of the Holy Spirit was on the last one I'm like oh god I need your power again (laughs) that wasn't me please do it again and I just like I so want him (laughs) to just fill this with his presence man like but I I so don't want to get into a place of performance I so need this to be a safe place for me this podcast is called naked and unashamed it's not about me teaching it's not about me being powerful it's not about me having good words to say it's about me being honest it's about me being myself it's about me being naked and unashamed just being who I am and um this is just a space for my freedom and if anyone wants to listen in then I welcome them and I I hope that what it feels like is that you're talking to your friend. Um, Because what I've experienced as well is just how rare real love is. How much people can talk. This is what, this is what the last few years have really, really been for me. And God told me it was going to be this as well. The last few years, he was just like, I'm um, unveiling your discernment. And, um... Yeah, just like uncovering all my judgment because judgment is a holy thing. Like judgment is something, it's a faculty that God has placed in us where we can't help but judge. We're judging all the time, but he lives in us. And so when we're judging according to the spirit, when it's not us judging, but it's him who's judging in us because he's a judge and he judges um then you know basically I want right judgment I'm going to be judging anyway I want it to be his judgment I'm going to be judging regardless I just want it to be right I want it to be true I want it to be him I don't want my opinion I just want his and the thing is because he sees everything with perfect clarity this is what his judgment is he's not a judgmental person he's love perfect love but he sees everything clearly 
He sees everything exactly as it is. Everything is laid bare before him, the good, the bad and the ugly. And he loves regardless, but he sees it. And so his judgment is just his vision. It's just, this is what it is. Even if it's things that people would pretend or wanna pretend that aren't there, he sees it and he knows it. And so um, what these last few years have been for me, he's been unveiling my discernment and the way that he did that was through, and it's not the only thing he did, but among many other things that he did, um, through this pain, through this process of this fiery trials that I've been walking through and um, just the, the suffering, all the suffering. Um, what he showed me was the hypocrisy in people and how people were so much more committed to their own ideas of themselves and their own ideas of their goodness and their own ideas of their godliness and their righteousness than they were to actually God to actually just loving the amount of people who were talking about him but aren't actually walking in him aren't actually letting him walk in them and are just talking is astounding <laughs> it is because like, I just saw the good in everyone all I wanted to see was see the good in everyone and he was just like because I thought that's what love was that you just see the good in people but he's just like no like <laughs> I'm not blind and you're not going to be blind either you're going to see it for what it is um, but I, it was so hard because I felt so evil for seeing evil in people. But the reality is, is, bruh, evil is evil, isn't it? And that's how we get cleansed from our sin, is from seeing it. And if we're in denial about it, we can't become cleansed. That's why pride and self-righteousness is so toxic. Because you can't receive forgiveness. You can't receive grace. You can't receive mercy. But the dangerous thing is you will think that you have. You will think that you're forgiven because you know in your head that you're forgiven. But the truth is, if you haven't let God search you and seek you and reveal to you his judgment, the things that are inside you, not just the things that you want to see and that you want to be there, then how are you going to get washed clean? <sighs> but anyways, it's like the dude at the... Um, wedding supper that the in the parable that Jesus talked about where he's like um how yeah the invitation when he's talking about how um many are called but few are chosen and he's saying yeah everyone got the invitation to this wedding all these people didn't come so they were like okay just invite anyone any raggedy old mess invite them all to this wedding and most of the people turned up in their wedding garments they turned up in a respectful way they received the invitation and said yes I am going to come they they received the invitation they accepted the invitation and they went to the wedding and they went to the wedding appropriately they took off their clothes their everyday clothes and they treated this wedding with honor and with reverence and they dressed accordingly in their white wedding garments because that was the Hebrew thing you wear white to a wedding according to something I heard once. Um, I wasn't there, obviously. Um, but yeah, and then there was that dude who was just there in all his normal, everyday, dirty, raggedy, whatever. And the guy, the master of the household or whatever, the guy who's hosting the wedding, AKA God, comes and he's like, what are you doing? Get out of here. You can't be up in my wedding dress like that. It's disrespectful. You haven't come in appropriate attire. You have to leave. Like. 
if you just you have to take your old clothes off you have to but anyway um and the guy who came he probably thought he was wearing appropriate wedding clothes like yeah i'm just gonna come to the wedding as i am just like yeah i'm just gonna come and i'm gonna what just like enjoy it and i'm gonna eat the food and i'm gonna whatever and i'm not gonna just and i'm not gonna have respect and i'm not gonna have honor for the host and for the bride and the groom but anyway what was my point oh it was just about being washed clean yeah it's like everyone is invited everyone is invited like jesus literally died for for the sin of mankind like all sin past present and future has all been atoned for everyone everyone is forgiven everyone has been given forgiveness but to actually receive forgiveness and to be washed clean by the blood of jesus to actually receive his grace to actually receive his mercy means that you have to acknowledge that you need forgiveness and not just once but whenever the holy spirit wants to show you the things that are inside of you and he doesn't do it because he's just like like all he wants to do is just show you how much of a terrible person you are <laughs> he just wants to be with you because he loves you and he wants to be with you all the time but it's like we if we're unwilling to see certain things in ourselves then we're going to be unwilling to let him see it too and it's like in that verse when jesus is saying um about the light and the lamp and you don't put a basket over it but you you let it give light to the room so that those who enter may see and he was telling me that the light is the word and that is like that agrees with the rest of the chapters in that verse where he's talking about all of it he's talking about the word the power of the word how the word works and stuff um and so yeah if we think about this room and there's a light that's been lit in it and the light that's been lit is his word that's been planted in us it's the presence of the holy spirit in us he is the word right and so we're the room and so he says don't cover up the light and why would we cover the light like it doesn't make any sense that we would just cover the light like when we think about that it'd be like how does that ever apply to me why would I cover up the light why would I want to cover up the light but it's because it's not about the light it's about the room it's about what's in the room because when the light is in the room it gives light to what's in the room and what's in the room that was previously in darkness is now seen and it's now revealed that means everything that's in us and if there are things that we don't want to be seen that we don't want people to be able to see that we don't want god to be able to see or anyone to be able to see that we just don't want to be there we can be tempted to just cover the light so that we can keep parts of ourselves in darkness but god loves our darkness man God has authority and power over our darkness. 
and there's so much power in God's presence like what power does darkness have over light the reality is that when darkness comes into light it's transformed into light and we go about we just as human beings can go about it in so many different ways like trying to make ourselves light trying to be good enough trying to be good trying to do the right things trying to be loving trying to be kind trying 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 in it but the reality is that the only way to become goodness to bear fruit to be light is to just be in the light to walk in the light to live in the light of his presence allowing him to just be with us be with us as we are without performance without striving just being with us and I feel like I don't know I hear I hear teachings and stuff saying like about you know just create like 10 minutes for God and don't get me wrong 10 minutes in the presence of God is life-changing that's powerful and if that's all you got to spare then give it to him (laughs) but I'm just saying my lifestyle is so different to that that it like jolts me when I hear that because it shows me how how we live in general as people how we live so much in the old man in in our old ways and our old ways might be like when I say our old ways, they might look completely different (laughs) to our old ways before Christ. So they might look like new ways. Like our lifestyle might look completely different. Like maybe we're doing ministry stuff. Like maybe we've got a whole new job. Maybe there's loads of changes that have gone, taken place in our lives, right? But the old man, like the old man can change clothes. The old man, can dress up in church clothes and it's still dead. It's still the old man. The only life is the life that comes in his presence. Apart from him, we can do nothing. There is no life apart from him. It's about his presence. It's about him. It's about just being with him. That's the entire purpose of all of life. It's only about being with him. And it's so simple and it's so easy and yet it's such a sacrifice because it means laying your life down and allowing him to take, transform, change everything that we've found comfort in, that we've found support in, that we've loved, that we've liked, that we've enjoyed, that have made us feel safe. Give us the grace, God, to just be present with you. And this is the thing. Give us the grace to be present with you and to know that that is enough. 
because the reality is is that Jesus died so that he could be with us that's it he died so that he could be within us all around us surrounding us he died so that he could be close to us so that he could be present with us because he wants us for eternity because that's the way that he loves us and that is eternal life just knowing him just being with him eternal life isn't just some future thing it's a present reality it's him being with him and being with him when it's ugly and being with him when it's painful and this is the thing we're i think we're not able to be in his to stay and remain in his presence when we are believing that we're not enough for him because we don't think that that's what he wants it's just like why would you want this surely you would want me to be doing something more productive or doing something better being better in some way surely me just being with you is not enough surely that's not enough surely you want more than that but he doesn't he doesn't want more than that and he he takes our brokenness and the mess and the not enoughness that we are and he fills us with his love because he loves us as we are and we are transformed and we're changed and we become who he created us to be and we bear fruit and then we start doing the things that we we knew deep down we were always meant to do and that we've always wanted to do but the reality is there's no way to getting to the point of doing it without him there's no other way he is the way But that's why I'm saying that like that idea that we're not enough and surely I'm not enough for him surely this is not what he wants do you know what I mean like running around trying to please him but surely this isn't what he wants surely it's not just being with me right like surely me just being still and just being present with him and just giving myself to him to his present reality surely surely he doesn't want that why would he want that that's shame but walking by faith in galatians it says this life i live i live by faith in the son of god who gave himself for me who loved me and gave himself for me i feel like the key to living a holy and a godly life all begins with knowing what god wants and so i feel like that begins with okay yeah we live by faith in the son of god who loved us and gave himself for us if we don't understand why he gave himself for us how are we going to walk in faith because what are we walking in faith in if we don't understand what it is that he wanted, what his desire was, what his will was, what his intention was in dying for us. If we don't understand why he did it, how do we live in faith in him? We're going to be living in faith in an image of him that we create or that we're told of him or who he is and what he wants. And it's so infected 
It's so infected, it's so impure, it's so defiled, it's so old man. <laughs> the truth is that I really feel like this is the key to everything, is that Jesus chose to lay his life down for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. For the joy set before him, the joy set before him was us. He didn't want heaven without us. He didn't want heaven without you. He esteemed it, he judged it. He judged you as worthy of more than his life. He judged your life as more valuable than his life. He judged getting to be with you, even the chance that you might say yes to being with him for all eternity as worth dying for. That was a risk he was willing to take. That's how much he loves you and wants you and wants to be with you. He wants to be with you forever. He wants to be with you in every moment for eternity. And eternity isn't, it's hard for us to talk about because we are in time and space, but eternity is not in time and space. Eternity is beyond time and space. It just is. That's why God said, I am that I am. He just is. but he is in us. So that means the eternal one lives inside of us and is with us all the time. And the only way to connect with his presence, to be with him, to know him is in the present. It's just to be present because he's present with us. He just is, there's nowhere we need to go. There's nothing we need to do. There's nothing we need to achieve. Nothing we need to do to make ourselves good enough we are good enough for his presence by his esteem that's what his decision was his judgment was that was his choice his decision and there's no way we can change his mind there's no way you can change his mind about you his mind is made up his blood is already shed there's no going back he's chosen you because he wants you and because he wants to be with you he wants to be everything to you and he wants to see you even when it's boring he wants to be with you even when you have nothing to say he wants to be even with you when you're full of hatred when you're full of comparison when you're full of envy when you're full of bitterness he wants to be with you he the love of God was expressed to us in this God expressed his love to us the most perfect expression of God's love for us was in this that while we were sinners Christ died for us that means this that this is the love that God has for us. That while we were in our worst state, God saw us, decided he wanted to be with us. He wants to be with us more than he wants his own life, more than he more than he, Jesus, as a man, wanted to not be beaten, spat on, humiliated, crucified, killed more than he did not 
more than he wanted to avoid going through the worst human torment. He wanted you in your sin, in your badness, in your wrongness, in your hatred, in your bitterness, in your unforgiveness, in your judgment, in your everything, in your pride, in your self-righteousness, in your wrongness, in your shame, in your can never get, can never be enoughness, in your greed and in your striving, in all of it, he looked at you and decided you're worth dying for, you're worth more than my life, I want to be with you more than I want to be alive, life is worthless without you. And that love changes you, that is the love that changes you and it's the only thing that changes you. There is nothing else that has the power to change or transform you than that love. And there's no way to receive that love other, other than allowing yourself to be that person, to be that sinner, to be that, to just be honest in who you are, to not cover the light and try and pretend and perform and conform to the ways of the world slash church. Not being who someone else told you that you need to be in order to be acceptable and to be loved. God loves you, this is the kingdom, this is freedom, it's for freedom that Christ has set us free, it's for freedom, he loves us, this is the kingdom, this is the kingdom that he has judged us as worthy of dying for. So what can mere mortals do to me, what can mere mortals do to us, if anyone isn't in agreement about us with God's judgment? Let me try that again. If anyone isn't in agreement with God's judgment about us, then they're against God. That's the enemy. And so why do we give that so much power? Why should we bow down? Why should we conform ourselves to being what someone else deems acceptable when God has accepted us? And God wants us just as we are. And the fact is the world hates that. The world hates us. The world hates life. Because it hates God. And that's because this world has a ruler. The power of the prince of the air. He's the one who's jealous of us. Who's jealous of the freedom of the glorious freedom of the sons of God. He's so jealous and he'll do anything to try and stop us from being free, naked and unashamed as God designed us to be because God wants to be with us and he's already lost, the enemy's already lost, he's already lost all of his power but if he can try and just convince us to hide ourselves away in shame, to perform, to become who we think that he wants us to be, if he can taint the image that we have of God, if he can just inject himself into our fear, and into our pride and enslave and ensnare us and convince us that who we are isn't enough, that we're not safe to be ourselves because no one will ever love us. And the thing is, the fact is, like this is the state that I genuinely believe is in my life. And I know a lot of people would disagree with this or be offended by this, but at the end of the day, your opinion is irrelevant. 
I'm dealing with the elephant. As in the elephant in the room. Anyway, um, yeah, the way my life is currently set up, as much as many people would say that they love me, I don't believe that there is anyone in my life who loves me the way that God does. That there is no one who I trust and feel safe and secure with that I could say, okay, I can reveal to you all of my everything without trying to make it better or justify it or explain it or to try and pretty it and put a bow on it or try and put some scripture on it to make it make sense to you. I don't remember how I started that sentence. <laughs> but basically, I I don't feel that it is true that there is anyone in my life who truly loves me and who I'm truly safe to be myself with. And some people try and argue with that because that's a depressing reality. Why would you want that to be true? And also because people feel like, no, I love you. I feel love for you. And I feel like, yeah, but... Um, you haven't experienced me just straight up calling out your sin though <laughs> or you haven't you've experienced my niceness and my kindness and my gentleness you you have only experienced elements of my being and i don't know maybe this isn't true for for everyone i i don't know in it but i'm just saying that um even if everyone in my life was to hate me for who i am even if everyone in the world was to hate me for who I am, it doesn't change the fact that I am fully loved by God. I am fully accepted, celebrated, adored by God. And I want to live for his pleasure, for his kingdom, for his purposes alone. I don't want to fear man. I want to exalt him in all things. I want to live for his pleasure alone. And since he wants to know me, I don't want to hold anything back from being seen and known. I wanna be everything that I am for his pleasure, even if people are gonna hate it. I wanna walk towards the persecution. I wanna walk towards the hatred and be like, me being myself is me shining my light. And if that reveals darkness in you, that's not my fault. That's not my problem. Sorry that upsets you, but also not sorry. Um, but anyways, I'm just saying, Jesus, help me, help me, help me, help me. Lord, fill me and us, if this is being heard by anyone else, <laughs> fill us with your light and let us not hide it. Fill us with your power, Lord, would you just inject your power in every place where the enemies tried to inject his lies god would you just weed out and pull out every lie that the enemy has tried to place within us where we've become traumatized by rejection and traumatized by the ways that people have responded to our truth which is why we buried ourselves in the first place in order to survive lord would you liberate us you, your whole ministry is about setting the captives free. That's your purpose. That's your desire, God. Come be who you are. Come glorify yourself. Come set the captives free. Come liberate us, Lord. Every part of us that has ever lived, that has been shut down, 
and silenced by the enemy, would you unmask it and resurrect it in the name of Jesus, Lord? Would you give us freedom, give us breakthrough, fill us with your power, your ability to stay with you, to remain with you, Lord? Give us the grace to be able to to stay. Oh, Jesus. I did a Bible study this week on the first chapter of Colossians and it was so lit, yeah? Okay, I need to just actually get this, hold on. Because I'm gonna pray this prayer. Lord, release your power, please. Okay. Colossians, where are you at? Okay, let me go. All right. <laughs> Look at this, yeah, okay. I pray that we may be filled with the knowledge of your will god in all wisdom and all spiritual understanding that we may walk worthy of the lord fully pleasing him being increased oh sorry being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long-suffering with joy there's more giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light he has delivered he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins so look at this yeah he begins by saying I pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. That means wisdom and spiritual understanding is the knowledge of his will. The purpose of all wisdom and understanding is to know God's will. But what does it mean to know his will? To know his will, to be filled with the knowledge, the experiential knowledge of his will is to know what it is that he wants, to know what it is that he desires. And I completely believe that that's the revelation, that he wants you. That's the knowledge of his will, that he wants you. I pray that you would be filled with the knowledge of his will. God, would you fill them, fill us with the knowledge of your will, with the knowledge of your desire just to be with us. The simple, simple, simple gospel that you want us that you may walk worthy of the Lord. Walk worthy of the Lord, being fully pleasing to him in all things. How, how much does that, if we, if we don't have the knowledge of what it is that he wants, we're gonna try and walk in a way that's worthy of him. And we're gonna try and walk in a way that's pleasing to him. But as soon as we're trying, we're striving. As soon as we're trying to be better and trying to be good enough, we're not just being us. And it's us that's fully pleasing to him. We need the knowledge of his will that we would be able to walk in a way that he deserves, that he is worthy of. He is worthy of what he paid for and he paid for us. He's worthy of us. Lord, let us walk worthy of you. Let us just walk present with you, naked and unashamed with you, just fulfilling your desire to just have us and be with us and be known by us and know us. 
that you may be fruitful in every good work. This is where fruitfulness in every good work comes from. And increasing in the knowledge of God. And what is increasing in the knowledge of God? It's not just learning about God. Not just learning more stuff about God. It's walking with him. Getting to know him. This is the only way to get to know him. Is to continue walking with him. It's super simple. Then it says, Oh, here's the kicker. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. Strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. This is what we are filled with by being in his presence. We are strengthened with all power, with all might according to his power. His glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy. So this is what I, this is what I feel. The purpose of his power my my belief from my experience here is that we need patience and we need long suffering with joy in order that we may remain with him we need patience to remain with him because in order for us to remain with him it also means remaining with ourselves and the truth is i feel like we hate ourselves we don't want to stay with ourselves we want to find things that make us feel good. We don't want to stay with ourselves and see ourselves and be with ourselves because we don't we don't love ourselves truly, really with his love until we've allowed him to see all the messiness, all the brokenness in us. And we need to be strengthened with all might according to his glorious power so that we may have the patience and the long suffering to be able to remain present in his presence regardless of how painful, regardless of how uncomfortable, regardless of how much we might hate it, regardless of what it may be. With joy, <laughs> that we know the purpose, that we know the purpose that we can endure it because of the joy set before us that we know that we're going through this because what we're doing is we are forging intimacy in a place of fire that will last we are forging intimacy in a place of fire that will last down the other side of this we will be confident in him we will trust in him we will know him and we know that there is nothing more valuable nothing more important nothing more precious special worth living for in any way shape or form than just this just knowing him so yeah i can see that that went it's gone over time according to my i mean it's it's now longer than my last podcast um so that means we're coming up to an hour which truthfully means nothing but um Anyway, I've enjoyed this. How do I feel? I feel like I like this and I feel like there was a lot of value in it, right? The only thing that I feel insecure about at the moment, <laughs> if I do decide to share it, <laughs> I'll suddenly become insecure about the most tiny little things. They have self-hatred for you. Anyway, 
um, it's a, the bit about how no one loves me and stuff because I feel vulnerable in saying that about how people are going to respond to that and if people aren't going to like it and whatever but that's not the point who cares sorry but who cares whether people like it or not that's my truth mate true or false is my truth wrong or right is my truth like god said something to me a while ago where he was just like i don't want you because i'll, I'll always be like careful in the way i express myself because i only want to say things that are true because truth matters to me so much so i'm like but then when I'm with God, I'm like, I'm trying to only say stuff that's true, that I know is true. And he's just like, stop, like, you don't need to know the truth. Just tell the truth. Just be honest, because I just want to know you in your mess, wrong or right. I don't care. I just want to know you because I enjoy you because I love you. So let me see you. Stop doctoring yourself. Stop filtering yourself. Stop changing yourself to try and make you good enough. I'm not going to reject you. I don't hate you. I'm not against you, not in any way. I just love you and I enjoy you and I want to know you. So the truth is, that's how God feels about me. And if anyone's listening to this, that is how God in you feels about me, even if you don't. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but to be fair, if you've listened to this point, Hopefully you're not just here like, God, I hate this girl so much. Anyway, it doesn't not the bottom. <laughs> Naked and unashamed. Um Yeah. Any judgment that isn't God's judgment is the enemy. And that enemy has no power over us. He's delivered us from the power of darkness. He has completely broken the power of darkness. So it doesn't matter what anyone thinks or what anyone says. If it's not what God thinks and it's not what God says, it's powerless. So why should I be afraid? Why should I change myself to try and make myself more likable to someone who's entitled? And who thinks that I exist for their approval? Like, dude, you're not God. Get down. Get down off the throne of your own heart and bow yourself down to the Lord of all creation because it's going to happen. He will humble the proud. He always will. And the fact is, is that his truth, the truth of his love for me and everything that's true for me, I'm saying is true for you too, fills every atom of creation. His truth, the truth of his love is overwhelming. And it's, it's reality. It's just reality. So. Judgment day. Will be. When everything. Is revealed for what it is. And everything that is with God. And is for God. And is in agreement with God. It stays. It's all good. It's rewarded, etc. Everything that is against God will be brought low and etc. I'm not going into a whole 
judgment day thing but um my point is that everything that is against god that isn't god's opinion that isn't god's heart it will be exposed for what it is and it will be destroyed it's not eternal it won't live forever um and so yeah his power's already been destroyed and i live in the kingdom of the son of his love where nothing but his love surrounds me nothing but his love has power over me and anyone who chooses to side with the enemy that's they're completely free to do that but they'll be they'll be judged for it so yes lord jesus you're the best and i love you should i share this i don't know okay i'm gonna stop recording now (laughs) tell me should i share this lord (laughs) okay 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 i don't know yet we'll see bye okay bye